Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. Yes, indeed, everybody. Bloomberg Markets. Carol Master, my co-host, uh, Corey Johnson, just off on this Monday. Coming up, we're going to take a look at uh, Global M&A. The value of Global M&A is up about 54% from a year ago. So we're going to dig a little bit deeper into the specifics when it comes to where we're seeing activity and where we will continue to see activity. Back to, though, your top business stories, and let's see what's going on in the trading session. Once again, here is Charlie Pellet. All right. I thank you very much, Carol Masser. Let us begin with the price of crude oil. We've got the numbers from the close of floor trading at the NYMEX, brought to you by USCF. Invest in what's real. Visit uscfinvestments.com. That's uscfinvestments.com. NYMEX. July crude food futures settling at 46.08 a barrel. Just getting word from FedEx, it is raising its quarterly dividend to 50 cents a share. From 40 cents, FedEx shares, they are advancing right now by 9 tenths of 1%. And for all of the talk about changes at the top of General Electric, GE has just won U.S. antitrust approval for its deal with Baker Hughes to create an oil field services company, this according to a court filing in Washington. Again, GE shares are up now by 4.1%. It is a down day for U.S. stocks. Stocks are falling amid a sell-off in tech shares that has spread from New York to Asia and Europe. What about all this weakness that we're seeing in tech? David Leibovitz is global market strategist at J.P. Morgan Investment Management. So I actually think that the tech companies are somewhat insulated from kind of yeah. the Trump rally and the Trump sky. I think that when, given what we've seen over the first, call it six months of this year, people are starting to pull back on their policy expectations. They're starting to pull back on the magnitude of fiscal stimulus and infrastructure spending. To me, that could actually be a very good environment for tech, you know, back like we saw early 2016, even for the better part of 2015, where people were going into these growthier names because the economy just wasn't really lifting all ships. NASDAQ down 7 tenths of 1% at 61.62. The S&P down 7, down 3 tenths of 1%. Dow Industrials also down 3 tenths of 1%, tumbling 72 points. Gold down 260 the ounce. Little change there, down 2 tenths of 1% to 12.68 the ounce. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Much appreciated. Charlie Pellet right here on Bloomberg Radio. Imagine how the world could be so very fine. So happy together. Yeah, when we mean together, we mean M&A. We're talking about deal flow, and uh, we've certainly seen a fair amount of activity already this year, and that's coming after a record year in 2016. Um, Giles Tucker is Managing Director at Harris Williams & Company on the phone from Richmond, uh, Virginia. Um, nice to have you here on Bloomberg Radio. I mentioned earlier that uh, the value of global M&A is up about 54% from a year ago with a lot of activity in North America, Europe, and the Middle East and Africa in particular. When you dig deeper into the trends that we're seeing, what stands out for you? Yeah, hey, Carol, thanks for having me on. Hey, look, I think you have had a couple of my colleagues on this show over the last kind of 12 to 18 months, and I think a lot of the themes and underpinnings of the current M&A environment globally are still in play and um, and are actually uh, playing out to how they thought. Um, you know, globally, credit markets continue to be supportive, uh, receptive to financing uh, quality corporations and deals. Um, I think there continues to be a lot of pressure on companies to grow via acquisitions. I think I think a lot of companies today – 
view growth through acquisition acquisition just as part of their organic growth story, um, and they're out and they have to do it, and they have to do it to supplement their traditional organic growth and deliver above market earnings. Uh, and also think there's just a lot of liquidity. Um, there is a tremendous amount of private equity liquidity out there, as you know. Right. I think we ended the year 2016 somewhere around $550 billion in the U.S., and that number is closer to $800 billion globally. And the first quarter saw a record amount of private equity fundraising. Um, and so what you're seeing is, is a record quarter particularly in the U.S. I think there were north of 3,400 transactions closed right, in the right. U.S. Let me, let me, the highest Jeff, quarter since 2007. Let me jump in because we've been talking about General Electric a bunch today and uh, news, big news today that Jeff Immelt, it will be stepping down at the end of the year. They've got a new guy in, um, actually not new to GE. He's been there for a long time. And some yeah. have likened him to kind of having more of a private equity background, if you will, or just in terms of his thinking. He came from the GE Financial Services Unit, uh, been there 30 years at the company. You know, they've got four main decision, uh, divisions and – an earlier conversation here on Bloomberg Radio, we talked about whether or not maybe conglomerates make sense anymore, that you're seeing more pure plays maybe for companies. When you look at something like GE, are you beginning to think that, you know, maybe they get rid of one of their businesses? Well, I mean, I think these large uh, multinationals are constantly looking at their portfolio of businesses that they own and reassessing them. And I think um, the new person, Flannery, coming in as CEO is going to do just that. He'll go through his own, um, I would suspect, go through his own analysis of what they own, and he will have an opinion on that. And so I think you definitely could see some activity in the months and years ahead um, for what, them. What's, uh, your, what's your opinion on General Electric, and what's your opinion on conglomerates in today's environment? I think you know it. It depends. I mean, I, I, again, I think the the the, um, the corporate development groups, these corporations, are, have gotten really smart about different sub verticals that they're going after. And I think the four businesses that GE has has uh, migrated to under ML's tenure probably uh, made sense to him. But you know, there's going to be a new view on the world, uh, clearly with the, somebody new in the chair. And um, and they will make their own decisions going forward. I th- you know I think for for conglomerates, um, all the pieces have to fit and work, and they've got to find the sectors that are going to give them the greatest opportunity to grow and to grow earnings per share going forward. Interesting. Um, when you look at though various sectors, where do you continue to see, or where are you guys hearing, you know, where people want to do deals? I tell you, we have seen uh, a tremendous amount of activity in what we call industrial technology companies, mm-hmm. uh, and these are businesses that are, you know, involved in test and measurement, automation, robotics, um, uh, uh, flow control, and the like. And we've seen, we've really witnessed a global acceleration in uh, deal activity in that sector, and I think that's due in large part to the fact that. Um, uh, you know, corporations around the globe are trying to find uh, uh, competitive advantages in terms of getting products to market, to reducing costs, um, and the like. And, and they're they're literally scouring the globe looking for unique technologies and and um, automation uh, type businesses to improve their own their own internal um, uh, capabilities. Right, squeeze out costs out of the equation, right? That's one thing. I think speed to market is another one. You know, mm-hmm. globalization is here and it's real, uh, and these businesses have to have to find these types of technologies and capabilities in order to to survive. 
Yeah, exactly. There's an awful lot of pressure. And if they don't do it, an activist kind of will come in and help them get to that point. Um, Giles, we get around. Giles Tucker, Managing Director at Harris Williams and Company, joining us on the phone from Richmond, Virginia. As I mentioned, M&A activity, we are seeing it up about uh, globally, up 54% uh, from the year before. And we're seeing a lot of activity uh, certainly right here at home, also uh, in Europe and over in the Middle East. You are listening to Bloomberg Radio. Once again, let's get a check on your latest World of National News headlines. Let's see what Nancy Lyons is up to. She's in our Bloomberg 991 newsroom in Washington. Nancy. Thanks, Carol. President Trump is facing more legal problems. The attorneys general for the District of Columbia and Maryland both say they've filed a lawsuit against the president for violating anti-corruption clauses in the Constitution by accepting millions from foreign governments. He doesn't appear to understand or care about these violations of the Constitution, the Constitution that he swore to uphold and protect. He flouts them. He brags about them. And as we now know from his tweets, he has little respect for the rule of law and he has little respect for the court's ability to enforce the law. Maryland Attorney General Brian Frosch, the lawsuit cites an instance in which just barely a week after the election, the Trump International Hotel in Washington held an event where it pitched the hotel to 100 foreign diplomats and even hired a director of diplomatic sales to facilitate business with foreign countries. The Russia probe into interference in the U.S. elections continues to dominate the agenda for lawmakers. Tomorrow, Attorney General Jeff Sessions will testify publicly before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Well, today the defense presented its briefcase in Bill Cosby's sexual assault trial, and the 79-year-old comedian did not testify. He told the judge this morning he made the decision after talking it over with his attorneys. The defense rested after calling only one witness. The jury could start deliberations this afternoon. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Nancy Lyons.